Hi, this is our Picture This podcast where we dive deep into photography topics. It's an audio primary format, so you can listen to it in your favorite podcasting app while you drive or work out or cook or whatever. Today we're talking about uh, drone laws are stupid. Drone laws are stupid. So, Interesting title. To yeah, because drone laws are really stupid, Then, but they're not just stupid where you are. They're stupid around the world. So we're going to take a trip around the world to all the stupidest places on the planet <laughs> and the way us. they've decided to regulate drones. Join us on a stupid adventure. We'll also talk about uh, drone, drone criminals, people who do stupid things with drones, like strap guns to them and crash them into people and stuff. There's just no end to the stupid fun. Yeah, it is have. stupid on stupid. But first... Let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. They have beautiful, award-winning designer templates, an all-in-one platform, award-winning 24-7 customer support, and it's really easy to use. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code PORTFOLIO to get 10% off. Thanks, Squarespace. Squarespace is cool, whether it's a like photography portfolio or maybe you're starting on like a drone aerial photography business real estate photography that's getting popular squarespace is a good place to do that yeah first up let's start with canada because i think our first stop in our journey yeah they got to be like the stupidest place for drone laws really yeah this map that you see here all the red areas are well it's a nine kilometer circle around any sort of airfield where you can't fly your drone um so it's 5.6 miles radius around everything, including like little private heliports, you know, like a little heliport that might be on top of a hotel. That would mean nobody in a more than five mile radius could fly their drone, period. And so, I'm not talking like they can't fly it above the trees. They can't fly a drone, period. So basically any civilized spot. Any somewhat populated spot, you cannot fly your drone. Yeah, and when you look at this map, it doesn't look that bad. But the, this also looks a lot like the population of Canada. Like, almost everybody in Canada is living pretty close to the American border. So, like, this is just a close-up map of one particular area. This is around Toronto and Niagara Falls. Toronto. And so you can see, if you look at it, you can see a few little spots where you might be able to fly your drone drone if you lived in these areas you know you'd have to certainly leave the city <laughs> travel out some miles and then find some country roads and find one of these little spots that's not within nine kilometers of some there sort of some airport tiny pockets where there's no overlap yeah but if you wanted to mix real estate photography into or commercial uh, aerial photography into your real estate business mm -hmm. what are you going to do when a client calls you be like we, we're servicing the greater uh, Route 135 area from mile marker three to mile marker five. Is that where your house is? Like that's, you can't build a business on this kind of thing. You're going to have to just use balloon technology. Yeah. Or attach it to kites or a big pole arm or something like people actually do this stuff. Uh, so not only is this like stopping businesses from popping up and, you know, preventing people from enjoying drones and taking pictures. After all, that's allowed. You're supposed to be able to have fun. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to create art as long as it's not impeding on somebody else's life. Um, but a good example is um, Kristen Jordan from the camera store. I talked to Jordan, who's like 
he loves filmmaking and such. And I said, why aren't you huge into drones? Because drones produced like all the most beautiful shots. And nowadays, every movie, every TV show you see has like these beautiful aerial shots built into it. And he says, oh, it's just completely illegal where we are. We'd have to drive so far out in the wilderness to just get a shot. And of course, for the style of videos that we do, that doesn't make any sense because you're just trying to get an establishing shot for where you are. Yeah. I just feel bad. So... This isn't even the dumbest part of it, is the 5.6-mile radius around every single airfield, which also includes places where seaplanes might take off and land, <laughs> which could, you know, be just about anywhere there's water. <laughs> uh, you also can't fly within 75 meters or 250 feet of buildings, vehicles, vessels. Animals. People, crowds, and, and animals. That's what the... It just says animals. <laughs> There's like one like a, Canadian a There's like one Canadian drone enthusiast who's just like waiting for the end of the world. He's like, I'll finally get my aerial <laughs> shot when the zombie apocalypse happens. That's pretty sad. But I have to say, looking at it from the Canadian's point of view, if this whole drone thing goes awry and it's not really a great idea, I mean, if it's going well, they can kind of lift these laws. If it's not going well, they can just keep them in place. Yeah, I think that's easier said than done because it's much easier to stop a law from being put in place than it is to repeal a law. Yeah. Because at some point, somebody's going to have to go to the Canadian federal government and say, hey, I think drones should be able to fly within five miles of an airport. And that starts to sound like an absurd statement, right? It's really easy to kind of take the other position. Um, but what happens are people put in these kind of blanket laws. And of course, you don't want drones flying around airplanes that are taking off for landing that would be dangerous yeah but they they aren't allowed to fly over i think like 290 feet 270 feet anyway like that's the highest a drone can fly anywhere and how far do you think a plane or helicopter that's taking off will fly below 300 feet yeah like it's such a you mean it's such a small part of their flight yeah they would definitely be above 300 feet within a mile radius of the airport yeah and it would be totally ridiculous if a plane were flying below 300 feet, five miles from an airport. That would just be completely reckless and insane. People would be freaking out about the low-flying plane. And so for them to put in a law that says you can't fly a drone anywhere in there is absurd. It's not protecting the aircraft at all. It doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's a stupid drone law, Chelsea. <laughs> Ugh, you're really passionate about it. Finally. But also, not flying 250 feet from any sort of animal. I get that you don't want it flying near people in crowds. I get that. A few people have been hurt. I don't know of anybody being killed, but a few drones have hit people's heads and whatnot. Uh, but you can't fly near any animals? Like, that's so vague. What about, like, a little field mouse? How do you... Where are you supposed to go in the most, like, barren desert and make sure that there's nothing in the animal family in there? I guess insects are okay. How do they, I guess they just put that in there so that if someone's harassing an animal with the drone, it's illegal. Yeah, that kind of thing is like already illegal. Like you can't, you definitely can't harass animals, but. So I'm sorry, all of Canada, your country made some really dumb laws that's going to pretty much prevent you from doing anything fun or commercial with your drone, you as long never, as you live near people or animals. You can never walk your dog with your drone like we do. <laughs> yeah, it's the future. 
we never have to walk anymore. Uh, Austria has some dumb drone laws. Austria? Well, they're kind of severe. And th- this is, I'm getting it from Angel Walk on the DJI forum, so I didn't research this myself. But he says, where he lives, if you fly close to somebody's property and you record it, uh, that could get you a 250,000 euro fine and six months in prison. <laughs> and there are, he says there are currently four reports being handled in the court system. So it's not like these are arbitrary laws. People seem to actually be enforcing them. What? Um, yeah, but have you seen how beautiful Austria is? It is. I would love to fly a drone in Austria. <laughs> you know, it's really good that you're researching this because I've seen you bring our drone all over the world. And I wouldn't know any better if we went to Austria. Yeah, I, I always keep it legal. I always research it, especially in a foreign country. You don't want to be getting in any kind of trouble. This gives me an idea. Uh, costumes for drones, like if we made it look like a seagull. Oh, that's a great idea. No, just just flying with seagull. So it's just my seagull. Could you mind your own business, Austria? See? I will also say one of the big challenges is law enforcement doesn't necessarily know the laws. So, for example, we went to Thailand and I didn't get fined, but a friend of mine with a DJ Mavic got fined a thousand baht for flying his drone. It's like $30. Yeah, it's not really much. Just I just wanted to be dramatic about it. <laughs> You're like, what? Um, but it turns out the Mavic weighs less than their the restriction that requires you to have a permit. But most drones would be above that limit. It just so happens the Mavic is a little bit lighter. And like the, what are you going to try to explain this to a Thai police officer? No, like, like pull the scale out. It's, it's just under the limit. You're cool. It's not even worth the $30. Yeah. So people don't always know how to enforce it. Your reaction to that incident was like, oh, well, it cost me $30 to fly my drone in Thailand. It's like, you're corrupt. Yeah. That actually seems like a reasonable fee for getting a decent shot. Um, in Sweden, in Sweden, oh, you, are they even allowed in Sweden? Well, basically not. They actually have redundant laws that prevent you from flying drones in a couple of ways. There are laws that just say you're simply not allowed to fly and film in public areas, <laughs> which is pretty severe, right? Well, does that limit other things too? Is that just drones or can you not fly and film in general? Well, that law is specific. There's a law specific to drones. Okay. But then they have this anti-surveillance law that says that any camera you're not holding is a surveillance camera and uh, you're not allowed to film or take pictures in public places. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but it applies to drones, but also dash cams and helmet mounted cams and bicycle cameras Probably like a security camera that was facing outwards in your property. Uh, you can't even put, apparently it applies to putting your camera on a tripod and walking away from it. What? Yeah, you just have to have the camera in your hand. I'm always thinking of loopholes because, you know, my family's kind of shady. So I just imagine like a mannequin hand glued <laughs> to my camera and being like, are you discriminating? Are you? If you're a one-armed guy, yeah. See if you can get your old hand attached it to the camera. Be like, you know what? My hand is on that camera. Your drone's I, flying around with a hand hanging off of it. I bring it in our Loophole. camera. Time. Loophole, bitch. I'm an American. I will also say, especially when you look at the forums, I was researching how people deal with the laws. And a lot of people are just like, I just break the laws all the time. And like, yeah, yeah, this this is all illegal, so I just fly anyway. And <laughs> but that's like kind of the rough part about it is that the law only punishes the honest most of the time. 
Exactly. Laws do nothing to stop people who aren't lawful. So, for example, it's outlawed in in basically most parks in the U.S., but people fly in parks all the time because they don't care about the laws. (laughs) And, yeah, sure enough, they are sometimes harassing animals and, like, crashing them into monuments and stuff because they don't care about the laws. But you can't solve that by putting more laws in place. You need enforcement or you know, updated software, that kind of thing. Like there are other solutions besides just preventing lawful people from flying. Yeah, them. But this is a thought I had too, when we were making this podcast, I noticed that you tend to get more outraged by these things because I think that you're not only a lawful person, but a very responsible person. Yeah. And you also just Tony personally, you tend to project that on other people that other people can first of all, manage their own time are responsible and care about other people. And I see you do this all the time. I really think these laws are in place because if everyone could fly a drone in public, people would be crashing into people all the time. Unless you had a license or something. But people have been flying drones in public and there are not many injuries at all. We'll get into that. Okay. And while we're on the topic of being lawful, I just want to say one big thing that's happening in the U.S. now is you can't fly within like five miles of a class D airport, like a tower airport with a tower. Um, So if you're doing real estate photography, that means anybody who lives within that area, you simply can't get aerial shots of them. And there's a process for getting permission, but it's kind of impossible. So there will be multiple aerial photographers in one area and one aerial photographer just won't care about that law. He'll just go take the pictures and it's not like bringing planes down or anything like there's no consequence to it. Uh, But the more lawful aerial photographers simply don't, they just miss the work. So it's actually only punishing the lawful people because there's enough people out there breaking the law that just kind of fill the gap in. I just keep trying to think of loopholes. Like, does it count if you have like a string attached to it? Is it then technically a kite? Um, that's funny because I remember a Kickstarter project where they were developing a drone that was tethered. It just had a long string attached to it. And they said that it would allow it to. It was technically more of a kite. All right. These people are about as dumb as me. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're working out on loopholes themselves. I like how they right? sunk money into that idea. I'm like, I have a dumb idea. They're like, and I'll profit off of it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Now I want to get some yarn and just tie it to the drone and see if I can get around some stuff. We got to look Dang. into this. Uh, can we just talk about some of the risks? Because you brought it up. You said yeah. if these laws weren't in place, uh, drones would probably be regularly decapitating people and crashing no, airliners. That's I think actually that's what you said not word exact. For word. That's not even close to what I said. I'm more thinking of people just being annoying. Like I can imagine sitting down at a park and having a picnic and some guy just like taking off his drone right next to me instead of just walking 30 feet away from people or something. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that is rude, right? Uh, I think stuff like that happens in parks now. I mean, I've been trying to enjoy a time at a park and there'll be somebody there just like blasting their radio really loud. Mm-hmm. Or the guy in the Harley shows up and he's just revving his engine in the parking lot, just wrecking all nature sounds. Or you're trying to take bird pictures and some little kid decides he's just going to go splashing and screaming and scaring all the birds off. Children. Yeah, like people are jerks with or without drones, but we don't make laws to prevent like screaming kids and loud music and stuff. If we decide that that stuff's legal. And that's part of the premise is 
drones are kind of being unfairly discriminated against because it's new technology? Well, yeah, because I think screaming children have been grandfathered into the system. If they just came along one day, there'd be a law. It's similar if you study the history of cars being introduced into the public population. I see a lot of parallels there because back when people just rode horses everywhere, every now and then a car would show up. And people would freak out. And a lot of people hated it. <laughs> just imagine how upsetting it would be to have a horse and then just have a car come along. That'd be terrible. Oh, yeah. Horses were super scared of cars. Yeah. Uh, and cars would run into people and kill them and stuff. And by the way, it's not like... I mean, is this a great parallel to be drawing for the pro section? Because cars have killed a lot of people historically. Exactly. And yet they're legal, right? Yeah. Because they're either fun or... Or useful. But you need so a they license add something. to operate one. Yeah, and I do think there could be um, some controls into it. I, I do have a thing. I'll talk about that we in have a little a thing bit. In a little bit. Uh, People talk about crashing into airplanes. Is that a real risk? It's a risk. A drone could crash into an airplane, and especially smaller airplanes against bigger drones. There, There is some risk of damage. But to the best that I can find, it has never once happened, despite there being hundreds and hundreds of thousands of drones already in use. And despite the fact that a lot of people are totally reckless and will specifically fly around airports and fly drones at 10,000 feet and stuff, I cannot find a single incident where a plane actually hit a drone. What I do find are several incidents where people said that drones hit airplanes and it got really widely publicized. But then a little bit later, they'll do some investigation and realize it was not actually a drone. Was it a goose? Um, well, in this particular case, I, I mean, probably because it's it's hard for a pilot at speed to I, I tell the difference between some object that's coming at them. Um, but in this particular case, there was it was really well publicized because it was a passenger airplane, a seven thirty seven or something, and the pilots heard a bang and said they hit a drone, and then later that and then. It was all over the news everywhere. And then later that day, they revised it and said they hit an object. And that didn't get much publicity. And then a few days later, they revised it and said it was a mechanical problem that the the nose cone of the airplane had been incorrectly attached. And at speed, under a certain amount of forward air pressure, it just collapsed and made that crashing sound. So they didn't hit anything. And yet, if you look into drones hitting airplanes, this story still comes up, but it didn't happen. Because at that point, it was it was a non-story that a drone didn't hit an airplane. Well, people love when they, to hear tragic stories about new technology. Yes. Tesla is a car company where if anything goes wrong, it's just world news. And cars have recalls all of the time. Brakes don't work or seatbelts don't work, things like that. But if anything happens with the Tesla, even just a run-of-the-mill accident caused by user error, and it's all over the news because people think they're scary automated cars yeah one tesla catches on fire it's all over the place but meanwhile every other car on the road has an actual big machine that burns off of oil that's has literally causing hundreds of explosions a minute i've seen like <laughs> six car fires since we've lived here <laughs> yeah all of them electric cars probably because those things are super dangerous no <laughs> anyway so any drone news of it like crashing into a plane or hitting a person or killing an animal that's going to be national news yeah or even not 
There were also there are so many cases where pilots are reporting seeing drones, but at the same time, there have been studies that show that they can't necessarily distinguish. So, because now it's in the news, people are looking out for it, and they could just be wrong. But like I said, I can't find a single case of a drone actually hitting an airplane. But a goose doesn't mean it can't happen. I mean, to come back to the goose, they actually do hit airplanes. I well, we should outlaw geese. I've been trying to. They also poop everywhere, just with no discrimination on your lawn, on your deck. They don't care. But clearly, if you look at drone laws, then if something has a theoretical danger or is inconvenient to you, you should outlaw it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to make a list. Uh, One of the big concerns people have is drones will invade their privacy. So we see lots of laws trying to pop up around this. But Chelsea, if, if you were trying to spy on somebody... I would use a drone. Would would you would yeah. you pick a quiet camera or a super loud buzzy camera well, that announces I, its presence to everybody drone, within half a mile? This is what I I would do. I would put my drone high enough in the air that they couldn't hear it because you can't he- hear them at all at a certain altitude. You can definitely hear them at four hundred feet. Not me. I'm a criminal. I'm going to fly it illegally. I'm going to put it above your house at like a couple hundred feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to watch your comings and goings. And when I figure that out, I'm going to break into your house. I'm going to steal your dog. That's what <laughs> well, I do. I like you on the counterpoint. <laughs> You're just flying a drone up there for hours at a time. Eating Cheetos. Hours, days Just to at see a time. when you go to work. Are you in like a black van with the windows all covered up? No, that's conspicuous. Gonna, no, you're right. I'm in like just a minivan with like the little stick figure family on the back. So here's the other problem. Drones have wide-angle lenses, typically, uh, which means that, especially as you get higher up, you're not getting much detail. Don't need it. <laughs> Even at 400 feet, where the sound is very obvious, a person on a typical drone is just like a few pixels. Like you can make out that it's a person, mm-hmm. but you're not, you know, if somebody's, like, sunbathing was a famous case where a drone was uh, a near somebody sunbathing. You're not, like, making out any detail. I love pixel sunbathers i'm a real pervert (laughs) anyway i guess my point is if you wanted to invade somebody's privacy you would get yourself a quiet camera with a telephoto lens not a super loud camera with a wide angle lens the only advantage drones have is that they are physically separate from your person so if somebody sees you that's a little more work for them to track you down and beat the tar out of you i just realized we've never gotten uh photography gear questions from perverts like, what's the best way to spy on a sunbather? Should I should I get a wide-angle lens? What? Just the things you realize. But, Tony, people will use drones to be creeps, but those same people would have been creeps no matter what. Yeah, and, and plus, in most places, it's already illegal. Like, it's illegal in the U.S. to take pictures where people have a reasonable expectation of privacy, whether your camera flies or whether it's a flightless camera that same law applies. So we don't need extra laws because it's already illegal. And as you establish, if somebody doesn't care about the law, they're going to do it either way. So adding on more laws doesn't reduce the likelihood that that's going to happen. So already illegal. Um, but I want to bring it back to another technology when, when I'm old enough to remember this, but when companies started putting cameras on phones, mm-hmm. like your cell phone, yeah, everybody freaked out. They're like, this should be illegal. People are going to be taking pictures of my junk in the gym all the time. People do that. It, it happens, right? And people freaked out at first. But now 
nobody cares. We just all take pictures of each other's junk, and <laughs> it's fine. We have a junk. <laughs> I like how your argument now is like, we're just getting crappier. So get your junk out. Get out your your camera. But we didn't pass a law that says no smartphone cameras. We did, we could have passed a law that said cameras should always make a clicking sound or something that would give away. The discretion of the photographer. No, we didn't make those laws. We're just like, yeah, you guys just have to put up with people spying on you in the gym now. <laughs> when it comes to drones, we're all like, oh my god, it's possible that somebody could see me in my backyard, and I'd be a good like eight pixels across. And <laughs> I just think it's funny. I told you I was going to take the counterpoint for this podcast, but I like that it's just devolving into like nude pics. We got re- we're getting weird. I also want to point out satellite images, right? Google Earth is what freaking amazing. Him? If you zoom in, you can see incredible amounts but of detail. It's not in real time. It's true. It's not in real time. But it, there are already people taking pictures of your property and stuff. Why does that make me feel better? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to comfort people. I'm just saying we're not adding a lot by putting in these ridiculous rules, but we're losing some stuff. All right. Go, bring up another point. I'm just getting buttered, like getting primed up to argue with you real hard. Okay, you you remember Ansel Adams, right? Nope. He was a photographer. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And you remember that he played a key role in the establishment of the national park system in the U.S.? Yeah. Because he took these amazing pictures, and other people saw the pictures, and this was enough to rally support and to get the national park system put in place. I contend that Ansel Adams would have a drone... He would. You think it must have been so frustrating. He didn't know the limitation, but to only be limited on the height of his tripod for taking his pictures. How amazing is it? I bet that pissed him off. I did see a picture of him on top of a car once with his tripod. Right. See, the dude wanted to get airborne. (laughs) If he could have, it would have been amazing to see Ansel Adams work if he could have shot at 200 feet or if he could have flown out over a river. But you could, the parks could just hire one drone photographer so that there aren't 30 drones every day. There's one responsible drone person. Mm -hmm. That could be a solution. Does that seem awesome to you? Like, what if we applied that to regular cameras and we just got back from Thailand? What if Thailand was like, it's okay, we have a Thailand photographer. He's going to take all the pictures of Thailand. You don't need to take any pictures of Thailand. I just don't think that that argument holds up. <laughs> you, think it's, you think it's okay for parks to just have one government-sponsored photographer? <laughs> That's basically what they have. They have photographers that they hire specifically to take pictures of the parks. Yeah, except with other cameras, you're allowed to bring yourself in because it's an expression. You get to, that's part of how people enjoy it. it but it's also, sharing is built into the system because you take pictures of a park, you share it with your friends. Maybe they learn to appreciate nature just in the picture. Maybe they want to go do that themselves. Honestly, it's a big part of how people use this space. They should have a drone photographer at the parks because we just talked to a classroom of kids and none of them knew what Yosemite was. Yeah. Sad. Um. And people do this slippery slope thing where they say, oh, if you allow drones in national parks, pretty soon the whole sky is filled with buzzing drones and they're just crashing into people and spying on me in the porta potty and (laughs) wrecking nature and just decapitating deer and bears and stuff. And like, no, you can 
you can open the tab just a little bit. You don't have to go like full force. You can just say uh, you can fly drones in these specific areas. Or, you know, if it's a crowded Memorial Day weekend, there's a lot of people there. Maybe say no, no drones these days. But uh, Tuesday from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., you can fly drones in these areas. Or maybe you hand out a certain number of permits. There's like laws don't have to be all or nothing. We have laws around cars where we say, you can have a car, you can't drive it into people, you can't drive over this number of miles per hour, but you can have a car. And guess what people do all the time? They're just speeding right over people. (laughs) I know. Why is that okay? But they just flat out outlaw drones. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Why is that okay? (laughs) I'm serious. Our legal system has said it's okay. We accept some amount of people driving over other people in cars. We accept some... When did they say that? That, well, we allow cars, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. cars kill people. Saying. And nobody has been like, whoa, somebody died. I think we should outlaw cars. Yeah. Same thing with guns. Like America and Canada both oh, have God. guns. Don't start. I, I just want to say I love guns. I'm just saying uh, that we can't universally, we don't universally outlaw guns, even though you can definitely find a couple of cases where somebody got hurt by a gun, right? That's all they do. That's what they're designed for. So again, don't don't come at me in the comments like take it to some sort of extreme. I'm saying open the tap a little. Find ways to allow people to express themselves creatively. It would be good for the park systems and good for people. Parks are there, paid for by our tax dollars so that we can enjoy it. And this is one way we'd like to enjoy it. And in fact, I believe it can be done in a way that would benefit the park system. I like your um, permit idea. Yeah. Restricted to a certain number. Mm-hmm. I don't, some people have suggested, you know, charging $300 or something, but I don't, I don't believe it should be restricted to just people who have lots of disposable income. I think that's unfair. I think it should be more like a first come first serve basis, or maybe we have, you know, we hand out 50 free drone permits and 50 paid drone permits so that, you know, commercial operations could get the shots they need, that kind of thing. I also like that that's your idea because I think we would never be organized enough to get that. Be one of the 50. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. What about him, Tony? <laughs> You're much better at talking about I mean, I love Squarespace. It's just you have that sweet voice. <laughs> Whether you need a domain, a website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. It's really easy to do. If you can drag and drop, you can make a portfolio with Squarespace. They have beautiful award-winning templates. So even if you're not a great designer, you can have a beautiful website. They have an all-in-one platform and award-winning 24-7 customer support. So start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code PORTFOLIO for 10% off. I I set up a portfolio a drone portfolio website on Squarespace. I saw that. Is it up? That yet? I paid for it. It's not even free. It's up. It's just you not. Paid for it. It's just I think not you finished. Just asked Squarespace probably. No, it's worth it. Squarespace is worth it. <laughs> you guys can see it. It's at ctdrones.com, but like I said, it's not actually finished. But you can see how it might go into effect. You can mix still images and video. You can put contact information in there. You can t- accept a down payment from somebody mm-hmm. to reserve. Like a uh, session, a photo slot. session or something? Yeah. Um, it's 
uh, just about unlimited what you can do, and it's definitely a good foundation for a business. And the thing about Squarespace is the the templates are beautiful. They work on computers and mobile devices, and that will make your work look that much better. It's so much better than just having a Facebook page with a couple of pictures put up on it. It presents it beautifully, and that will make people perceive your work as higher quality. Okay, but I want to get back in the drones because I like when you're all fired up about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to point people in the U.S. to sdp.io slash state law, where there's a very useful website that shows you both current and pending laws in different states. So you can start to see them. I was pleasantly surprised to find out that Connecticut, where we live, has several laws that are kind of in process uh, that are aggressive and, and drone friendly, specifically saying things like you cannot shoot drones out of the air. That was going to be my next sport. <laughs> what else? Um, okay, my I'll jump uncle, ahead. My uncle said he would shoot a drone out of the air. Well, there. I thought it was cool. Where is it? Um, there was a town in the U.S. that actually opened up uh, a drone hunting season, or at least they started. They were trying to get this thing passed where they would have a drone hunting season. This is a joke. No, they were trying to pass it as law where you'd be able to legally get a permit and then shoot drones out of the air. What town was this? This is for real? I I lost it. Yeah, I don't know if it actually got passed, but uh, I will say it's real real stupid to shoot drones out of the air. (laughs) There have been a lot of cases where people shoot drones out of the air. Oh, oh, here's the information. It was was in, um, no, I don't know where it is. Oh. Deer Trail, Colorado. Tried to pass that drone law. Um, So people have been trying to shoot drones out of the air for a long time because they see them in the air. We're not yet familiar like cars were back when cars were new. And so people just start firing at them. It just seems like the natural thing to do. But that's that's super dumb, right? I just like because this is an international audience, but that's like a very American thing to do. Because we all have a gun, and if we see something flying, we have to shoot it. We have to shoot it, right? <laughs> You're not making stuff safer by firing your gun in the air. Because if you do hit it, that's when a drone becomes dangerous. It stops making sound. It becomes silent, and it falls. It becomes a projectile. And most of the time when people are injured from drones, it's because they fail or they crash into something, and then they fall. It's not generally when the drone is operating as they expect. Yeah. But also a lot of people get hurt from ammunition falling because people shoot in the air. Hundreds and hundreds of people have been injured or killed from just falling ammo. What? For real? Oh yeah, for Do real. There have been a couple of studies done around this. Shooting in the air this. is actually a decent idea cuz they saw it in like a movie or a cartoon. Well, that does happen, right? <laughs> yeah, every little celebration got to be shooting off. But also, you know, you can be a hunter and you're, you're shooting at a, a duck or something flying. Oh. Like, you're, as a hunter, you're supposed to know where your round is going to land. Sometimes it lands on a person. And a good portion of the time, that, that person dies. That's still legal. Drones, <laughs> largely outlawed. But, we, we, you know, some people die and we're like, yeah, all right, we'll just keep. Guns should stay legal, but. I like how you're really digging into this gun argument. I predict this is going to go real well for you. <laughs> I'm not arguing for or against guns. What my point is that We're we are being inconsistent in how we apply yeah. laws to mitigate risk. We have other things that are legal that are far more risky. In fact, a lot of sports are probably more risky than a drone. 
sign your kid up for a contact sport, you're pr- probably putting them in more danger than putting them out around a drone. Yeah, well, almost nobody has ever been hurt with drones. and I'll, So if there's something that has hurt people historically, then it's more dangerous than, than droning, right? Um, I th- the first incident I could find of somebody shooting a drone was uh, Russell Percenti shoots down Lenny Halberg's drone while he's taking his photos of his friend's house under construction. And Russell's mom shouts at him, what the F are you doing, you pervert? And the answer was he was taking pictures of his friend's house who was under construction. But it reflects, I think, and, and then Russell, well, Russell's mom had Russell shoot out But was he a pervert? I, I don't know. I don't, I can't possibly address that. to Russell's mom. <laughs> but regardless, it's not okay to be firing, to make that judgment yourself and then fire rounds off into the air. You don't, you don't get to determine, you can't quickly determine what a drone is doing just because you see it in the air. I think... I think you have to shoot first and ask questions later. That's the. And you think my stance is going to be unpopular? (laughs) I don't really think that. I I just think we should have interviewed Russell's mom. But I think you'll like Jennifer Youngman, who was in Virginia. Her property had a nice view of the mountains. Mm -hmm. She's 65 (laughs) years old. She saw a drone and she was quoted. The the newspaper interviewed her. This is the newspaper's quote. It came over my airspace, 25 or 30 feet above my trees and hovered for a second. I blasted it to smithereens. (laughs) She's, She's a sassy one. I do like her. Um, so there were a couple of guys who had driven there, and I think probably they were getting pictures of the mountains or something. And so they, the men came up to her, and she told them, uh, the police are up here, and they're on their way, and you need to leave. It seems like she was lying, though, because nobody ever found a police report. And uh, the men complied, and then she said to the paper, they got in their fancy, ostentatious car, I don't know if it was a Range Rover or a Hummer, and left. Yeah, but okay, Here's this is one of the reasons I think there should be a license for drone use in general, just to teach you some etiquette as well. Don't go flying your drone near someone's property if you don't know them or ask. You wouldn't do that with anything else. Well, uh, that's a good question. And right now in the United States, it's pretty much considered legal to fly over people's property because, after all, we have planes going overhead all the time and the FAA considers drones to be in their jurisdiction so what you can't do is take pictures of people in a way that would you know violate their privacy 25 feet is a violating distance i think that that it's rude i don't care if someone flew their drone over our house and they're up high enough where they're not disturbing us that's fine but if they're flying over the treetops in our backyard i just think it's i wouldn't want a kite there if someone came to our yard and started flying a kite i'd be like how about not how about go somewhere else with that, you know? Yeah, and I agree with this because, but, you know, etiquette and rudeness are, are different from laws. Yeah. And if somebody's rude, you don't shoot them. <laughs> I mean, but where was this lady again? Virginia. Maybe she does. <laughs> we don't know her. All right, what else? You had another drone shooting down story from yeah. California this time? Yeah, this guy says, uh, I, I thought it was a CIA surveillance device. Oh, so there's something up with this guy. Well, maybe. And the pilot looked at, because it was his neighbor, he looked at the GPS coordinates and it was solidly over, like, on the pilot's property. It wasn't even over his property, even though it would have been legal to fly over his property. That's legal. He shot it 
when it was flying over his neighbor's property. Because you can't, when you look at a drone that's up in the air, you can't tell exactly where it is no, it's hard on to the ground. Locate where it would be on the ground. Yeah. So a lot of these cases are people don't know how high it is. They don't know exactly where it is. It's a problem for the pilots who think that they're about to crash into them, or they. It's it's tough to see this stuff. Okay. I talk about etiquette, but I flew our drone to my sister's house, and then <laughs> and like brought it to her backyard. But intentionally being a jerk, because I'm a bad sibling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a difference. If you're going to be a jerk, do it with purpose. Um, In the U.S. right now, there's a a big battle over who has jurisdiction. Who's the boss? Right. Because the FAA, who has been managing airplanes for most of the century, says that they own drones, that drones are aircraft aircraft. They fly in the airspace, which is pretty much everything that you aren't immediately using on your own property is counted as like airspace and is thus the FAA's domain. How high up is considered the FAA's domain? Um, There's some debate about this. The most relevant case, I think, is from 1946 when there was an airport near a farmer's property and the, the planes were flying, military planes were flying like 80 feet over his property and scaring his chickens. So that's like the only case that we can fall back on to kind of establish how high things start. Because up until now, planes have been flying like minimum of a a thousand feet. So it hasn't been that big of a concern. Um, There were certainly cases where people got pissed about airliners flying over their property. Like people thought their property extended straight up into the heavens. Like forever. Yeah. That's not the case. I mean, that's not a ridiculous thought. Uh, But that's not the way the law works. The FAA has decided that. How much air do I own? Very little. Pretty much what you're immediately using. Though, like I said, laws are only established when they're tested in court. So we're we're all kind of waiting for one of these cases to go deep enough into the court to set some kind of precedent. So right now it seems like it's okay to fly drones over people's private property, provided you don't take pictures and invade their privacy. You could fly it over in transit or something. That, that seemed legal. But at some point, if somebody presses charges and it goes to a court and then maybe gets appealed to a higher court and a higher court, maybe we'll get a real like federal precedent established, but it's still kind of murky. Uh, And the FAA has come out and said like towns and States stay out of it. Like you guys don't get to determine what happens in the airspace. You can make building codes and determine how high buildings can be and determine whether people can take a drone off from land But once it's in the air, you can't stop them from doing stuff. In fact, even with state and national parks where it's illegal to fly a drone, it's only illegal to operate, take off, or land because they can't stop you from flying over it because they don't own the airspace. So it is this weird thing. It feels counterintuitive. Like you feel like you should have some control over the air of your house, but in the U.S. you really don't. Other places you do. That's interesting. So you could stand outside of a park launch it from there and then fly it into the park and that's okay yep as long as it's not turned on while it's touching the ground i mean you could have a drone launcher where you launch it mechanically into the air and then turn it on and start it in the air and that would technically be legal because you're not flying it you're throwing it until it's flying i like the way you think i'm making a trebuchet that will launch that thing into yosemite (laughs) (laughs) Drone trebuchet brought to you by the Northrops.
I'm putting that on no Kickstarter. No, on Kickstarter, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about Hempstead, New York. <laughs> who they These people wanted to just outlaw drones in their town. So they, they passed a law, or they at least got the law started. They tried to pass a law uh, that would outlaw drones and empowered sanitation workers if a sanitation worker saw somebody with a drone, they would be able to hand them a court summons. <laughs> I don't know. It was the strangest thing that they were doing. Wait, so basically your garbage man, if he saw that you had a drone, he could give you a summons and you would have to go to court. I'm so confused. I'd be like, how is this your job? That's a weird thing. And but- not even operating the drone. Just if he saw that you had a drone. <laughs> Very weird. You know what I think part of the problem with drones is, is people talk about them as a recreational device and not, um, they don't talk about the fact that they can be used to inspect bridges cost effectively. So they could take, they could save your town tax dollars. They can be used to inspect power lines instead of helicopters. So instead of having so much safer, right? It's safer than having a helicopter, but also again, much more cost effective. Um, it can be used to farmers, for love farmers. it because they can test their see if their irrigation is effective because sometimes irrigation will get clogged up and you know they have hundreds and hundreds of acres and a whole section of corn might not be getting properly irrigated so they would have to like walk through it all <laughs> or they can just fly a drone that can fly over everything automatically create a map and show them exactly what's what's failing for like a thousand dollars they can do that <laughs> it's it's amazing what technology can do when it's allowed to flourish yeah it could be used. It could be really helpful and affordable. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a recreational toy. Oh no, no, no! Most definitely, and and these laws are holding back the progress of things like uh, drone-based deliveries, which have the potential to reduce um, like gas usage by incredible amounts. Because I had the idea of pizza drone. Mm-hmm. There have been a few existing pizza drones. It's kind of hard to get that legally done in the U.S., but. Uh, other places are are making more progress than they are in the U.S. It's hard to say your country's number one if you don't have pizza drone. I know, right? Oddly, Amazon actually set up shop in Canada for their drone delivery services. I guess they got an exemption or something. Oh, really? Yeah, Canada decided they would work with them a little bit better. Um, I will say there's a good, solid legal community in the drone world. So, for example, this law in Hempstead there were uh, lawyers who just immediately signed up to make sure that this law didn't get put through who didn't, they didn't live in Hempstead. They were just like, we need to stop this kind of ridiculous precedent before it gets too far. That's a really bizarre thing. I also wanted to complain about the FAA part 107 certification, which is the drone certification that you get in the U S if you want to do commercial drone flights, it's Justin and I have both taken it. And, uh, it's it's mostly just like silly. I have a complaint about that as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't take the tests like you two did, but I have seen some of the materials and it seems like they're testing people on general flight knowledge, which is fine. But it's not like a driving test where you have to know more practical things and also learn to actually fly. Like if you take a driving test now, I think you have to take driver's ed. Yeah, and you so, have to demonstrate to the teacher that you can actually fly or drive safely. Yeah, but this test, you could literally have never touched a drone before and and go and pass the test. Yes. I agree that we definitely need some sort of licensing system for drones. Um, and there should be something that tests your skills. Or we should wait until the technology is safe enough 
And you shouldn't have a criminal history. Like if you have a restraining order because you're a creepy weirdo, you can't have a drone. You shouldn't have a drone. Yeah, and there are increasing risks of people are especially I haven't seen any cases in the US, but in other other parts of the world, drones are becoming consumer drones are becoming weapons delivery systems. So that potential exists. They can't carry a huge heavy payload. Yeah. Fortunately, but they can still carry enough to be to be dangerous. And again, tighter drone laws would not prevent that from happening. Drone laws laws only stop the lawful. They don't stop criminals. So the drone exists, so there's no stopping that kind of stuff. Yeah, you you can't put that, what's the phrase? You can't put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste like that. container? <laughs> it doesn't really have a good ring to it. I don't think I nailed that. You can't. Anyway, <laughs> the 107 does not test your ability to fly at all. And it's definitely a motor skill. Like you develop some hand-eye coordination. You develop some sense mm-hmm. for where it is in the in the air. They don't, they don't care about that. You have uh, to have spatial skills. <laughs> they care that you can read these like 60-year-old METAR reports that dictate what the weather is in a special code. Even though you would just look up the weather on your phone. Uh, even though it's pretty much illegal to fly in any kind of bad weather anyway. Even though you'd be able to get your drone back in like under a minute no matter how far out you were. If bad weather conditions were popping mm-hmm. up, you're forced to like study all these intense weather things. Like... Almost none of it is actually practical, and some of it is just ridiculous, but it's what we have now. It's what we have. We'll build on it, maybe. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is the the wake, because the wake behind technology and between technology and laws, because technology moves faster than the legal system can adapt. Well, the legal system works so slowly, and that's kind of my complaint is that we can develop technology faster than it seems we can develop laws and etiquette surrounding it. Yeah. It just takes a while. And I, I think drone tech has a long way to go to improve safety and address people's concerns around privacy. Um, in, in the automotive world, sometimes there'll be a new technology like seatbelts or electronic stabilization, uh, like driving stabilization to straighten out the car if it starts to spin. That can really save lives. And the way the governments will handle this is they'll make those technologies mandatory, like in a couple of years. They'll give companies a chance to adapt to it. And I would love to see the government saying, hey, in a couple of years, we want all drones to have obstacle collision uh, detection, like systems that will prevent it from crashing into stuff. Because that seems to be what causes people to get hurt. And it could be completely prevented if they just put a law in place that said, you have to have this now. Yeah, or drones should have to have some type of system where if they're free-falling out of the sky, it has some sort of alarm, things like that. Right, because as soon as they fail, they become silent. If it made some noise, people would look up and be like, oh, I need to get out of the way. That thing's crashing down They on just me. need to design them so that the side's like a whistle. So that if it's free-falling, it's like, woo Oh, I like that idea. Like those those deer whistles you put on cars sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. They make oh, there's a so. thing? Yeah, the, well, those are specifically, like, only where deer will hear it. I don't know that they work. I don't know. <laughs> I just learned it was a thing. Uh, what about this dude in Connecticut who's trapped a, our, my home gun state, to a drone? <laughs> I'm the opposite of proud. Um, this is why I think people with a criminal history shouldn't have a drone. This kid, his father was okay with it. They looked it up, and there wasn't a specific law, so they put a handgun on a drone 
and they were firing it. Um, it was on YouTube and law enforcement looked into it. They couldn't really do anything about it. But the same kid, just to show you, when someone's a troublemaker, they're a troublemaker. He was also in the news because there was a YouTube video where he was flying his drone and a woman allegedly assaulted him. And she came after him and, you know, she looked like she was the one in the wrong. But then, like, a few years later, we find out the kid's busted two times for child porn. So he's just an all-around troublemaker. I feel like someone, if they've been arrested or if they're ever using a drone to do something unlawful or even nefarious at all, boom, they should lose their right to drone. You don't need one. You can't have one. Yeah, and... I know I've complained a lot about drone laws, but I also think we could use some additional drone laws that we don't have. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing a system in place um, like, like what we have for firearms, where we kind of control who we hand them out to, especially mm-hmm. ramping up as they become bigger and the potential for danger becomes a little bit more, as well as some sort of like driver's test for them. Right. I'd like to see some of that put in place. Yeah. Maybe well, a little few have... government regulations around safety devices. I know you were saying you have to register your drone and have the number for it and your name on it. Yeah, another stupid drone law. They don't currently do anything with that. But no, that exactly. But that could be used if you had a license. You could have to have a license, like a driver's license, and then, you know, that's like your license plate on your drone, and then that would be tied to you. And and I just saw DJI announce that they are developing basically a transponder technology that would transmit uh, like over radio frequencies a unique identifier for the drone. And so pretty much anybody could pick that up, but only law enforcement would be able to actually look up the owner of that drone. Mm-hmm. And I think that would address so many concerns because, you know, the reason drones might be used to spy on somebody is you can see the drone and not know who's flying it. Like there's that you can be a little bit anonymous behind mm-hmm. a drone because of the distance. But as soon as somebody could, I don't know, pick up a run an app on their phone that would figure out what that drone was and then call the police and have that person oh, tracked down. That would be a cool app so you can open Accountability, it up. right? Yeah, if there's any drone near you, it would be labeled. Yeah. Ooh, that would really creep some people out. Yeah, so we are in this uncomfortable space. When we have this new technology, we... People are still adapting to it. And also there's a lot more that technology and laws could do to address people's concerns. And lawmakers who aren't good at figuring stuff out or being precise about it are just making blanket laws that outlaw them. And people are like, whew, that's taken care of. No more drones. But you're making a sacrifice when you do that. There's a big penalty to it. I think when people are afraid of something, sometimes they choose the idea that feels the best even if it doesn't make any sense or would never work. So if you just outlaw drones completely in your town, it sounds comforting, but that's not going to keep a criminal from actually using one. Yeah, and I don't know the exact number, but there have been like hundreds of towns that have at least tried to create laws that simply banned all drones in the town. And those kind of laws get passed because you just get a bunch of people like, they make me uncomfortable. Someone told me you can't use a drone for fishing. Like oh, yeah, I think that was that was Chris Nichols, right, in with Canada? With the drone, which I didn't think anyone would do. I thought people just looked for fish with the drone. But I guess people <laughs> yeah. have tried to actually... I like when people get creative with that stuff. I mean... They, they can't carry maybe you don't need to be. That wouldn't be a really great... Maybe you could get a huge drone to pluck a big enough fish out of the water. Yeah, bigger and bigger drones, bigger and bigger fish. <laughs> it sounds like it could be fun. I, I see like a nature hist- history channel show popping up out of this. <laughs> Drone fishing. <laughs> Thank you to our, our sponsor, Squarespace. 
If you want a portfolio or just about any type of website, go to squarespace.com slash Tony. That'll get you a 14-day free trial, no credit card required. Make your website look awesome. Set it up for mobile devices, viewing on PCs, just about anything. It will look great. It will be easy. You can be a nerd or not. Why not? As nerdy as you want to be. And if you decide you like it after that trial, use the coupon code portfolio and save yourself 10% and let Squarespace know that you heard about it from us because they make all this possible. Thanks, guys. In the comments down below, I'd like to hear... Oh, I was actually going to say, let's turn off the comments. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'd like to hear people's thoughts. What laws you think should be in place? What laws are ridiculous? Um, If you've had encounters with law enforcement, I'd like to hear about that. If you had encounters with people who were particularly fearful of drones, I'd like to hear about it. If you have had a negative experience with a drone. Oh, yeah, maybe you've been on the wrong end of that. Um, I'll say, when I'm out flying drones... I haven't had anybody get angry. Um, all the time I get people who are curious or excited. Kids and dogs, especially when it's low to the ground, get real excited. And that's actually like one of the biggest risks because I'll be in a completely empty spot and then, you know, a kid and a dog will come running up and you're like, ah, I'm Yay. trying to keep this away from people, actually. Yeah. But I've never had anybody threaten me or anything. I think these cases are overblown. I don't think it's that common. I don't want to like freak people out like, oh, I'm not going to get a drone now. My experiences have been mostly positive. Okay. Thanks, guys. People say we're the worst at closing out videos. I I don't care. I'm going to embrace it. We should just go for it and make this the worst ending to a video. It's happening. You end it. Viewer. See? Now the burden's on them. (laughs) 